Welcome to the ghost train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! Hey everyone, my name is Drew and I'm the host of the Ghost Train Podcast, the podcast that dives right into the freaky and creepy world of the paranormal. I have to share a scary story before we get into things this week. The other day, I went to Home Depot to pick up a few things and when I walked in, I was terrified. The entire store was cluttered with Christmas decorations! I was blown away in disappointment. October isn't even over yet. As you can tell, I'm a little rattled. But we are getting down to the wire of the Halloween season. October 31st is coming up super fast. And my wife and I are looking for costume ideas to scare all of the kids that will be trick-or-treating this year. So what do you think we should dress up as? I'm open to ideas horror-related or not. Let me know on Instagram at Ghost Train Podcast. I'm still continuing my horror movie marathon, and this week I watched an absolute classic movie. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen in my life. The filming style, everything about it. For me, it's got that disturbing, scary going for it. The one scene where Leatherface grabs the girl and her arms are flailing, her legs are kicking, and he picks her up and carries her to the back room, impaling her on the meat hook is one of the most iconic horror movie scenes ever. Anyways, keep those horror movie requests coming because you know I love a good scare. I'll be reading this week's story, and it comes in from Reddit user Taylor, and he was originally a skeptic, but by the end of this, his perspective definitely changed. Next stop, the entity followed me. So let me start this off by saying growing up, I always believed ghosts, spirits, demons, whatever you want to call it, were all fake despite some really strange things that happened around me. At the time, I would just write it off to a bad dream, lack of sleep, active imagination, or some other reasonable excuse. It wasn't until my first real encounter that I could actually remember, due to being old enough to remember, that changed my life forever. At a young age of three, I would often tell my mom about a little boy that would come visit me at night. She didn't think much more of it than it being an imaginary friend, so she kind of just shrugged it off. Things began to escalate after I told her about him. She began waking up at night, hearing me screaming that there was a monster in my wall. She would always just say I was having a nightmare, and she would pick me up and take me to her room, and I would sleep there for the night. We moved out of that house shortly after I turned four when my mom met my stepfather. For some time, the story about this little boy and the monster stopped. When I got to middle school, I met a friend that swore that his house was haunted. I never believed the stories he told me, and so I stayed at his house and I had brought a little recorder with me. And we started asking questions, seeing if we could get some sort of an EVP. When we played it back after we had asked some questions in the room, I distinctly remember hearing a voice say, I'm here, 
that definitely gave me chills, but I almost immediately wrote it off as the audio from the TV that was in the other room. Still, it at least made me question my beliefs a little bit. All right, let's fast forward a couple years to my freshman year of high school. I was living in Kansas, visiting some family in a small town with a population of about 100. My cousin told me about this really creepy house that stood vacant for years. He said that he was friends with the owner's son and that they told him that they moved out of that house because it was just extremely haunted and they couldn't take it anymore. I actually met his friend that used to live in this house and he told me stories of him being physically harmed doors opening and closing, footsteps, growling, the whole nine yards. Of course, all of these things sounded very stereotypical of a haunted place, so I didn't believe him either. He said that one night in that house would change my mind forever. And boy, was he right. My cousin, me, and his friend planned to spend the night in the house. Unknown to the owner, we wanted to record our time there. I had brought my handheld camera with me that had a built-in feature that had infrared on it. We had a voice recording device, and we all had flashlights. Your typical ghost adventures kind of stuff. We spent a good chunk of the evening moving room to room, asking questions and filming. It started getting late and nothing had really happened and I wanted to head home. As we were getting ready to leave, I heard a loud slam against the wall. It scared the living shit out of me. It was so loud. We all started booking it out of the house. We were running down the staircase, me in the back, when it happened. I got slammed against the wall. I was hit so hard, it felt like I had been tackled by a football player. The worst part about this whole thing was I was pinned against the wall and couldn't move, couldn't speak. My cousin and his friend just kept running, not realizing I was stuck. It felt like an eternity that I was pinned there, helpless. I heard a faint whisper in my ear telling me, Immediately I was released from whatever held me, and at this point my cousin had just come back to get me because he had noticed that I wasn't there with him. We proceeded to get the fuck out of there, and I never ran so fast in my life. When I got home, I went into the bathroom and noticed red finger marks all over my wrist. I didn't sleep at all that night. I began shifting through my recordings to find anything that I could explain or rationalize my experience. Simply put, I couldn't. And that moment forever changed me. I went from a skeptic to believer. My parents bought a house the following summer. One day as they were getting paint supplies and I was alone at the house unpacking, I noticed my parents' bedroom door was opening and closing ever so slightly. And having gone through that traumatic experience, I didn't even bother checking it out. I just went outside and did yard work until they returned. When they got back, I went inside to try and find a reason for the door but no windows were open and the house didn't have ceiling fans at the time. By the way, my parents were adamantly opposed to the existence of ghosts, much like the younger me. 
So I never even bothered telling them my experience for fear that they were not going to believe me or understand me. These small experiences began intensifying over the course of a year, building up with the most terrifying experience since the house in Kansas. It was really late, like 2 a.m., and I should have been sleeping. I was instead playing Minecraft on my PC when I heard a noise outside my door, like footsteps. My dog perked up and sat at the door, staring intensely. No matter how much I called her, she wouldn't respond. Then a loud bang against the door sent my dog reeling and promptly hid behind my bed. She was a 200-pound baby. The bang followed up with another bang and another one getting louder and more frequent. At this point, I was shitting my pants, terrified, unable to move or say anything. Then it just stopped. Dead. Silence. Not even a minute passes when I begin to hear the scratches. It sounded like when my dog scratched at my door, but she was in the room with me, and the scratches were slow and deliberate, as if intentionally trying to get my attention. The scratches went along the walls, circling to where I was laying in bed. Sheets over my head, and again, a loud bang against the wall behind me. I felt it. It was so powerful. I felt the vibration in the wall. I laid there, mortified. Beginning to end, I could barely breathe, then silence again. Fast forward a few years, and through that time, I began having this happen as a regular occurrence. It had gotten so bad that I eventually did tell my parents. They grounded me for coming up with such ridiculous stories, trying to, and I quote, frighten my mother. They said they didn't want to hear a peep about it ever again, and that it was a nice house, very welcoming, and ghosts aren't real. I couldn't stand that house, and I moved out the second I was given the opportunity at 18. I'm rambling a bit, but I'm just going to sum up the following years. I moved around four times between the ages of 18 to 22, and throughout that time, my experiences have never ended. I told my friend about this, and she believes in ghosts and demons, and she said that I may have something attached to me. Now, that would explain why no matter where I live, I experience these things. All after the Kansas incident. So now I live in fear that I'm followed by this evil entity. I'm recently engaged and my fiancé now wakes up only to find bruises on her body, as do I. With no recollection of getting them, we've tried so many things to alleviate our grief, but nothing appears to work. One thing's for sure, I firmly believe all skeptics are non-believers until they come face-to-face with pure unexplainable events like what I've been through. No matter where we go, it follows. That's the end of today's Ghost Train Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. I couldn't be doing this without you, the passengers of the Ghost Train. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love it and appreciate it if you would spread the word of the Ghost Train podcast because nothing is stronger than word of mouth when it comes to family or friends. Send me those horror movie suggestions to my Instagram account. I'm at Ghost Train Podcast. Twitter, I'm at Ghost Train PC. And on Facebook, just search Ghost Train Podcast. Now, if you love my Haunted Toronto episodes like the Keg Mansion or the Beverly Street Seance, you are going to love the podcast. Nothing ever happens in Canada. Take a listen now. Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, and I'm Canadian Girl. Do you like adventures, myths, legends, and learning about some of Canada's greatest moments in history? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Join me every two weeks as we travel around Canada, exploring things like mermaids, giants, lost gold mines, and we even stop once in a while to observe historical events and people. Come on over to the channel and join the crew by hitting that subscribe button today. You don't want to miss out on our next adventure. Scary stuff, Canadian girl. Now this coming Thursday is the biggest day in the paranormal world. It's Halloween! I've got a spooky special ghost train planned for you all. I'm going to be sharing some extra scary stories with you, all to do with urban legends. Two ghost trains in one week. Things are getting terrifyingly amazing until the next train gets in the station, which will be on Halloween. Good luck sleeping tonight.